Last week on What the Football, Pat gives Conte a big serve. Antonio Conte, the Chelsea manager, for continuing to run his post-match press conferences like a funeral wake. He's been doing it since, even before the start of the season, because he didn't get the funds he wanted to strengthen his club, and he decided to sook it up. You're the wank of the week. Do the best with what you've got, and stop sooking it up, mate. Dan admits he was wrong in tipping Newcastle to be relegated. Well, sort of. No, not prepared to concede that. I, I will when say it, that I was, I wasn't judging it based, based purely on, on what the teams have got to offer. I said I was basing on which teams I don't want to see relegated. But yeah, they so, should, they should be, good. they should, they should be better than than the rest. So Pat, just to summarise what Dan just said, he, somewhere <laughs> in there there was a yes, I was wrong. It just wasn't <laughs> well, he's very clever. He. He bases his answer on, on, on different criteria to anyone else, to all the, everyone else. So it's like, it's <laughs> not who he thinks will go down, it's who he wants to go down. So, I mean, we could have answered Chelsea, Manchester United yeah, and Tottenham, exactly. and we would have been right. Well played, Dan. Well played. I judge myself by my own standards, okay? And then Dan has a bit of a sing. Wilfred Zaha did it, did it, did it. Oh, Willie Zaha did it, did it, did it. Con waits until Jared isn't here before giving Jared's favourite player, Jordan Henderson, a massive sledge. I know our fellow uh, pundit Jared is not here, but good grief. He bangs on about Henderson. That was one of the shittest games I've seen from Henderson <laughs> for a long time. Pat makes a bold prediction, this time for Liverpool, in their Champions League match against Manchester City. But yeah, I'm actually, I'll tip Liverpool to, to get through. Totally. Before putting it all on the line for his team arsenal. Well, it's not all doom and gloom. It's four matches in a row we've won in all competitions. That's a strict... Well, you know, Pat, Pat, special shout-out to that statistic, mate. That really solidifies you ahead of Burnley, so well done. (laughs) So so you're confident of pipping Burnley to that Europa spot? (laughs) We we don't need to. We don't need to. We're going to win Europa this year and be in the Champions League. Con's logic cannot be faulted. We spoke about it earlier, but it, they seem to be a team that whoever the manager is on their day, they either perform or they don't. And finally, Con asks us to check our facts regarding his relegation tips. Dan, Dan that's not what I remember. I thought yeah. he tipped West Ham to go down and Moyes to lead West Ham to relegation. Yeah, he, he is always confused. Uh, uh. Check your facts, Pat. Check your facts, man. Yes, and welcome to episode 8 of What the Football, where we put the F into football. I'm Patrick Gilbert, and we have a full complement of hosts today. We've got Jared in Texas, Con in Australia, and Dan and Dibs in, of all places, Barcelona today. Barcelona! Great to have everyone on board, and Con, yes, I did check the facts, and we'll, I've got a bit of a clip to play to you a bit later on when we get into our relegation view. But first of all, this episode, we will turn our attention to, to the top of the table. Hang on, whoever's having breakfast, can we stop? <laughs> it's Con, what is wrong with you? Con. The wide world of breakfast. Sorry, I, I thought I had it on mute. <laughs> 
Okay, mute yourself up. This episode will turn our attention to the top of the table with the Manchester derby and Chelsea's woes before checking in on the all-important relegation battle. We'll also get a report from Dan and Dibs on their trip to Spain, where they got to watch Leon, <laughs> where they got to watch Messi firsthand. We'll also have our, we'll also have our usual segments, and we'll kick off the show with the usual what the football trivia. Did you prepare, prepare anything? Si, this will be interesting. In his Spain travels, Dan, have you still found time si, to, pre- to, to nail the trivia like you did last week? Barcelona, viva Barcelona. Hola. <laughs> <laughs> right, lads. Here we go. Because I know you guys have been trying so hard each week to finally get it right. And this one... Could be your moment. But we've just witnessed live a hat trick by the magician himself, Lionel Messi. So my question is, how many hat tricks has he scored for Barcelona? 54. In official competitions, not 54, you lose. Shit. Is that Lionel Richie or Lionel Messi? (laughs) Hello? Is it me looking for? <laughs> <laughs> Are we looking for Lionel Messi hat tricks for Barcelona? How, how many hat tricks for Barcelona? That's brilliant. <laughs> well, after the quality we saw from Luis Suarez, I think Lionel Richie has more of a chance of scoring yeah. a good hat trick. <laughs> oh, great! So, how many hat tricks in all competitions has Lionel Messi scored for Barcelona? For Barcelona, we'll have a look. Who else is he playing for, you idiot? Argentina, you child. <laughs> we'll come back with Any the answer to that later on. Uh, we have our guesses later, oh, Dan. Tibbs, uh, I know that you've been away, <laughs> but we have our guesses later on in the uh, in the show these days. Sorry. Thanks, Tibbs. No problem. Well, as I said, we'll turn our attention to the top of the table. We had the Manchester derby, and I think that's a very good place to... Start. Um, Con, I'm sure you've you've been happy to you'll be quite happy to talk about this one. I am actually. Well, not anymore. I was at two 0 but anyway. Um, actually, no. I watched the game and thought uh, I was talking to a couple of Man United fans and just no idea where United got that result from, considering the way in which City started the game. It was just complete and utter sort of domination from City. United was their usual sitting deep self, but still allowed City to break them down and take that two-goal advantage. City should have been out of sight by the 54th minute before the uh, comeback now, I suppose, of Paul Pogba, the boys, and the world-class Chris Smalling getting the win at the end. Um, yeah, one not of those bad ones where... Hey? Not bad, this Pogba lad, they can't. I've always uh, rated him down. I've never been oh, on the uh, train oh, okay. of talking oh, okay. shit about Pogba. Turn it up. Turn it up. Always. You might want to check those WhatsApp yes. messages, man. <laughs> the connection's a bit faulty. Turn it up. Pulling the wrong facts as usual, but that's standard. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, look, good. If 
15 minutes from United to turn that match around and for City to cop six goals in a week and going into the next semi-final at home to Liverpool, it's a, sort of a bad patch for them, I suppose. And it, it had to come eventually for Pep Guardiola. He couldn't, you know, have his, um, have his cake in for the entire season. So may it continue, may it concede another three on Tuesday and then they can go on and win the league, I suppose. So how, how did they turn it around? Dan, you're our Man United correspondent here. What did you guys do differently? Well, I did, no. As I say, I wish I could tell you, but we were busy on a train to the new camp. So I've just, I've just seen the highlights and not much else. Well, great that, insight. And that's very <laughs> typical of United that. supporters, Pat. That's more insight that Darren gives when he actually watches the game. <laughs> well, let's move on to Jared. Jared, did you watch the game? Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, I did. Well, what did, what did you think Manchester United did to turn it around, Jazz? Uh, unfortunately, Pogba decided to show up for once. Um, he played a little bit higher up the field in the second half, and he was the difference in that 15 minutes. City didn't quite know what hit them when he got the second, and then Chris Smalling, of all people, gets the winner. But I'd say United's best player on the day was Martinson. What the hell? How that wasn't a penalty at the end, I have no idea. Well, here are these Liverpool again. <laughs> Have you actually seen it, Dan? Since you come in, the highlights. I've seen the highlights. Yeah. You, don't think that, you don't think that that was a clear penalty on Sergio Aguero? That was the clearest penalty you can come. If, I don't if, think if, there's if, much debating on that one. Was phrasing, Jared. But yeah, Dan, you enjoy enjoy the victory. So, so Jared, are you saying that Mourinho finally played Pogba in the position everyone's been calling out for him to play him in, and he played well, including me in like episode one? I mean, he, he had to because they were they were. Com- I mean, it could have been five nil at halftime. City, mm. City all over United. United was so so far back. They were so pinned back. Matic and Pogba, I don't think, got out of the the half of their their half. So they were I mean, they were playing all there from the back. That Lukaku was isolated by himself. They had they had nothing to offer. Could have, like I said, it could have been worse. Uh, they could have. Yeah, it could have been five minutes at half time and they came out in the second half. Pogba played a little bit higher up the field. And you know, like I say for once he actually looked like the Pogba that the media was talking about before he came to the Premier League. And yeah, they uh City were rattled. They their fans were completely shocked. Mm. Vincent Vincent Company, Artemende, I don't know, man, they just I was, I was speaking to Connell the other night. I don't, I don't see company as that same player that he was a couple of years ago. He's a little bit slower now. And then they panicked. They pushed players up. They tried to, they brought De Bruyne on. Uh, they brought Sterling on. And then they brought Aguero on at the end. And they, like I said, they should have had a penalty. That was something as clear as day. But still, yeah, United got the win. And then, uh, David De Gea pulled off another absolute brilliant save. Yeah. I'm going to pull a Wenger on this one. I did not see the incident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, when you do, while I was watching, you saw Ashley Young go to ground, and you said, "What the? What are you doing? What is he doing? This, yeah, this is this is a penalty, right? Yeah." And then he makes contact, and, the, and Martin Atkinson waves it away. You just, you just look, watch. You can't believe what you just seen. So Joe Aguero, he didn't have a broken leg for them from yeah. that tackle. So there we um, go. Same old, same old. And Dips, did you see the game? 
no, I haven't even watched the highlights, but from what I've heard, I think there's one one clear one clear victim here, and that uh, victim is who, for the first time in his career, has lost a Premier League match. Yeah. There's a bit of trivia for you there. Sorry, Dan. So I th- you you broke up. Never lost who's who says? Before that one. Which player? Gabriel Please. Jesus. Really? Yeah, he's never lost a Premier League match until that this last game. Oh, that would have been a great what the football trivia question, Dan. You could have said which player, which player has not lost a Premier League game until last weekend. That would have been an awesome question. You always, you always say that would have been an awesome question, oh. but you guys can't even get my question. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Dibs, it's okay that you didn't watch a Manchester United game because you're here to talk about Chelsea. Oh now, yes, I might want to go to the toilet again. <laughs> Fantastic. Let's get into it. Okay, Chelsea. Now you may have heard Dibs that Antonio Conte was was my nomination for Wanker of the Week um, because of his performance this whole year, especially his, his uh, press conferences and his messaging he's sending out to the fans. Uh, yeah, well, well, the ma- well, the cats are wearing the Marshall play apparently. Yeah, what? Well, well, tell me, what what, what 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 do you think? What do you think, Dibs? <laughs> What do you think about Antonio Conte and what do you think about Chelsea's poor run of form in the last couple of months? Well, at this stage, if we're being honest, the only thing we've got left to play for is the Cup. So, uh, you know, what do you bother with? The 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 Champions League spot is is going further and further away from us. Uh, so we can't really claim we're playing for that. Not at this stage, the fact that we're fighting fighting Arsenal <laughs> is a is a new low. Uh, I'd quite frankly rather not even make the Europa League so we can just focus on the league next year. You know, let Arsenal live their glory days in the Europa League. Let, that, let them have the fun. I, I think about six weeks ago I commented to you, Dib, I said as soon as Hazard goes to Real Madrid in the off-season, Chelsea's going to be a mid-table team. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I was talking 11th, 12th mid-table. What do you think about Chelsea, that? Do you, do, do, do Chelsea, you think you're going to keep him? And do you think... Okay, go on, Dan, sorry. That's... Chelsea are so bad that Arsenal are one win behind them. <laughs> it didn't escape my attention. Didn't escape my attention that. Oh shit! It is that bad. You know, I think um, this. I, I, to be honest, I don't see Eden Hazard leaving at the end of the season. I see him hanging around for at least at least one more. No, he's gone. Because you know the Chelsea, the Chelsea uh, like modus operandi is to win the, win the league. Then do absolutely terrible the next season. Then win the league. Oh, and do absolutely terribly the next season. So you know the fact that we're about to hand over our, our Premier League trophy to Man City, which we should have done a few days ago, but you know you can only dream so much. Uh, is is a kind of something we're used to at this stage. But in, in that period, there's or in that cycle you just mentioned, there's normally a sacking of a manager. Is that going to happen in this there's case? Always a Oh, yeah, 100%. I, I 100% think that uh, Antonio Conte's days are all but numbered. Uh, so, for once, once maybe Roman Abramovich is thinking, uh, let me try and hang on to the manager till the end of the season and see if... I don't even know if he will be some sort of comeback, but I think he's just figured, why must I pay a interim manager for the next next few months when I could just let this strange Italian man carry on? And then at the end of the season, say a Ribadurchi. And then who do you bring in? And then what does he do with that squad that you have? I and mean, you're still playing Victor Moses. 
what do you have against Victor Moses? He's better than usual right back at the moment. At Trent Alexander Arnold. God, let's let's he not even. He's better than Trent. Yeah, now, yeah, now you're absolutely talking. You've drank way too much sangria to, in Barcelona, Gibbs. I seem to have hit a nerve there. Okay. <laughs> All right, then. I mean, what, what's no, but, he, um, and if Roman doesn't dig into his pockets? He's going to dig into his pockets. Have you never met Chelsea before? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm used to this. We're all used to this. It happens. Yeah, it's interesting to see, you know, who he gets. Yeah, no, in terms of a manager, I don't, the problem is the only, the only big name manager that I can think off the top of my head that's, that's like not in a job at the moment is Carlo Angelotti. But he's done, he's done the interim for Chelsea before and he, he will, I don't think he wants to come back because he doesn't want to be one of those managers who hangs around for six months and gets fired. (laughs) Will you get Diego Simeone? Will he come? Yeah, Simeone's been thrown around as well, but there's also, um, the ex Dortmund manager, I think it's is it Tuchel? Tuchel, yeah. Thomas Tuchel's. Yeah, he's been, he's been linked highly with Arsenal as well. I think I think it's gonna who Chelsea gets is gonna rely a lot on who Arsenal get at the end of the season because we all know Wenger's gonna finally have to just invest in a good Zimmer and start walking his way to the retirement home. Well, I, th- I think he's yeah, about well. to get a contract extension as we win the Europa League, so uh, I think we're going oh, to have to put that on ice for the moment. Yeah. Okay. Uh, while while we uh, yeah while we're talking about what people said last week, I think we were, weren't we? Anyway, moving on to while well, <laughs> talking about things that people were talking about last week, um, Jared, 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 did you happen to catch Con sledging Jordan Henderson? Yeah, I did. What do you think? How are you, Jared? No, well, I'll, I'll let his performance on Wednesday speak for itself. But this is this is my exact point, Jared. He goes from that shit against Crystal Palace to performing, up, you know, raising his game to another level against Man City. And, well, then, man, John but, and, and then against Everton, this was the opposite again. So but, um, listen, we we were all dead against Everton. Everyone was. We had no. Nah, I don't care. Jordan Henderson is supposed to be this great captain of Liverpool, and he's the most inconsistent up and down player there can be. Oh, we're away, guys. Mm-hmm. How did you do in the in that messy side derby? Yeah, how did that derby go? We didn't quite catch up. Oh, we got bigger to fry, chance. Don't yeah. you worry. <laughs> we had we had Rag- we had Ragnar Klavan at Redefnik, and they still couldn't we had beat exactly <laughs> Solanke up top. <laughs> We had two. We had two strikers up top. We hadn't scored a goal yet. So, <laughs> quick on, stayed that, and it stayed that way. If Tottenham win their game in hand, you guys uh, drop your fourth, eh? It makes no difference, Tibbs, yeah. with yeah. the new rules: fourth, second, third. Nobody cares. It makes no difference. You guys have been waiting all season to finish above United. Now it makes no difference. Call the other one. Where have we been waiting? We couldn't. All second seasons. and third is exactly the same. Who thing. gives all a shit seasons. about second or third, mate? If you're first, you do. You're first. If you're second, you're nothing. There's a trivia. <laughs> Who said that, mate? Well said, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Who said <laughs> that? Ricky Bobby. Uh, <laughs> no, Paul Shankly, actually, but yeah, shows your level of intellect. Wait, do you really think that you're going to actually survive your next few fixtures? Uh, You've you got Bournemouth up next and a tough fixture for you guys. That's quite a hard So what, what's your argument here, Tibbs? We're going to drop out the top four. Is that what you're saying? 100%. Oh, you're an idiot, mate. You're... 
after after the Bournemouth who's going to catch us? Arsenal are stop drinking bloody sangria, mate. Got a resurgent West Brom on the way up, and then Stoke. Yeah, yeah. Tough. I don't know. Your run. We probably end up sixth. Pat, oh, the worst thing we could have done. Chelsea versus Liverpool. Interesting. The worst oh, thing on. we could have done in this podcast was get these two idiots back. <laughs> well, why did uh, we poke you the bear, Dad? You shouldn't talk about Jared like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> who, who would have thought that Jordan Henderson would inspire such a reaction? But anyway, <laughs> but it's a good segue for our next segment. I need to shazam the song. Yes, the what the football wanker of the week. I need to shazam that song. Yeah, we heard. Yeah, we heard twice now. Yeah. (laughs) Just checking. Yeah, we're only eight episodes in and and we still haven't learned not to talk over the top of our intros. But that's okay, Dan. You're in Spain. You can do what you want. Um, That's right. Wanker wanker (laughs) of the week. So we had some big nominations last week. I want to kick it off today with a couple of guys we haven't heard from from a couple of weeks, and uh, I think that would be Dibs and Jazz. Uh, which of you two would like to kick it off? Well, let's go shortest to tallest. Dibs, you first. Call down there, you albino bastard. Right, so if we're going for it, uh, I'm actually going to throw one out there that's not only going to poke the bear, but also is going to be controversial as anything. And uh, that would be, let me just quickly check my stats. Oh, yes, it's Jürgen Klopp for inspiring such a great, motivating the players to such a great Champions League game and then coming to the biggest and only derby you guys pretty much have and uh, then drawing 0-0 in what has been described as one of the most boring games in the history of time. Ooh, I sense chum in the water. That is your so, wank of the week nomination. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the punchline. Jesus. What is There's the punchline? No punch can anybody actually pain. tell me what this man is on about? I'm just <laughs> saying. <laughs> take it, make them place a wallet and then suddenly do that to them. Jesus. He benched for many of our show is just broken. I believe, uh, I believe the point of the wanker, and the re- wanker of the week is to inspire debate. Have I not just inspired a masturbate? I, re- I regret letting you go first. Oh, but you ja- want it shortest to tallest. Jared. Sure. Your, well, your turn. My, my, anchor of the, my anchor of the week is someone who I'm surprised has escaped the radar for the last seven weeks. That's me. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> it's uh, Robbie Savage and his ridiculous comment about the Champions League fixture this week with Liverpool City. Saying that City, if City won, ended up winning, you know, four nil and going through to the semi final, it would be a bigger uh, feat and, and and a greater result than when Liverpool came back from three 0 down at half time to AC Milan. First, first of all, we had the worst squad probably ever assembled into a Champions League final against the best club team in the world at the time. We were three 0 down. down. City are the, City the are champions. City are champions elect playing at home. 
How on earth is that going to be better than – and have, they have a full 90 minutes to recover. So I don't know what, what he's smoking, but geez. He's definitely, you know, like I say, I don't know how he's escaped the radar for so long, but he's definitely my winker of the week because there's not even, you can't even compare the two. It's not even logical what he's talking about. No. So, yeah. I mean, he, he's often dropped a couple of couple of bombs. So, I'm, I'm no doubt he'll make the rounds again at some point. Okay, nice one. Dan, do you have a winker of the week this week? Of, of course I do. Uh... So I'm going to nominate uh, Luis Suarez because... Because <laughs> we're in the bank. Yeah. If you guys didn't know. If you didn't know, we went to the game last night and we watched him running around like a headless chicken. Uh, his mate Philippe Coutinho wasn't much better either. They don't deserve to be in that Barcelona side. But I don't think that would... Uh, I don't think that would be enough bait for Connell and Jared. Of course, when what you're going to pick anyway, but get on with it. <laughs> Predictable much. <laughs> so I'm actually going to go back to that uh, Merseyside draw. Uh. <laughs> I've seen a yeah, comment got... by, Big, by Everton manager Big Sam Aladici. I can't <laughs> verify if it's true, but I've seen it. It sounds it sounds credible. <laughs> so Big Sam Aladar said, and I quote: "If my two games against Liverpool this season had been a Champions League tie, we'd have gone through." I can confirm. <laughs> can confirm you said that. Well, last week I gave it to Zlatan for his bold comments, and so this week I'm following that trend and giving it to Big Sam for that comment. Top Frank pants, lad. <laughs> Top banter. Good one, Dan. Dan, a lot better than last week, Dan. Last week was pretty weak, remember? Yeah, that was really, really well, good. That real. Okay, with, with me, uh, I was almost going to give it to myself. Um, I, I tried to give, I tried to give David Moyes a bit of I credit for the, for, for the 3-0 victory last week. I thought he, he decided to change a team up and make a few bold changes and, and put a few more, a few less individual focused players on the team. And I, I mentioned Antonio as one of them that didn't only played a couple of minutes. Now, I, I thought that was Moyes just trying, just doing a good job. It was actually, I actually checked it a bit more this week and I went, oh my God, Antonio actually started and got injured and that's the only reason he played two minutes. So I wanted to give myself wanker of the week for daring to give David Moyes any credit. But then I thought, there's there's a couple of better guys and I'm actually going to give it to Con and Dan last week for for, for their silly comments about Arsenal being chased down by Burnley. And and I, I, I look at the table here, and Arsenal are now five five points ahead of Burnley, and and only one game behind Chelsea. So Chelsea's in more chance of being chased down by Burnley, aren't they, Dibs? And that's a rhetorical question. So so silly, silly Dan and Dan and uh, Con, wanker, my wankers of the week. That's a segue for you, Con. <laughs> What Grand about did. Guardiola? Wasn't he all full of smack before that? Before this uh, Manchester derby, we missed most of it. We were going to the camp. Oh yeah, no, I think he was. I think it was very quiet after uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, should I say? Okay, Con, do you have a wank of the week? Uh, no, just one, get it back. If, 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 I'll just give it straight to Debs for his election earlier. So that'd be me. Well, if you if you <laughs> if, if you don't, that's you fine that because. Because I'd like to play a clip for you, Con, because you, you wanted me to check out 
who you actually tip for relegation. You said check your facts, Pat. Oh, yes. Well, yeah. as, as long as you've got the full clip, I'm happy to listen. <laughs> um, let, let's let's see who. Not, let's not see a, who. Not an edited version, just to suit Pat's argument. Please, Buddha, do this for me. Let's see who your prediction was. <laughs> uh, I agree. I think West Ham stoke have gone. Uh, that was pretty giddy, pretty clear, Con. <laughs> West Ham stoke are gone. <laughs> Now, it doesn't I didn't get much clearer than that, does it? It doesn't, but so listen, we, it, so in, so in fairness. That Con is about as good with facts as Rafa Benitez is. <laughs> <laughs> in fairness, I think that was just a slip of the tongue because he then went on to say that the bottom three will go down. So where he said West Ham, I think he was actually meaning West Brom. But he was meaning Southampton. Thank you, Pat, for clearing that up. I appreciate it. And he says I'm not clear. <laughs> but you said you did say West Ham, so we've got to stick you to that, I'm afraid, Con. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> tough, tough. Okay, brilliant. Okay, let's move to that relegation battle then. And it was One really... of the time and you're in shit, Con. <laughs> and, yeah, <laughs> it was a really interesting round for the bottom 10 clubs. Uh, Dan's Newcastle, almost out of the bottom, bottom 10. So I think Dan will have to admit... Admit that he's wrong on that very soon. Um, no. And but, but what was interesting is that all of the teams in bottom ten got at least one point, except for Stoke, Stoke and South uh, Southampton. So you know Southampton and Watford. Yeah. So are we are we getting to the point in the season where a lot of the bottom half clubs are actually going to be settling for these draws? And is that why we saw all these draws this week, or is this a bit of a anomaly this, this round, and, and we, we will see more results happening in the bottom half moving forward? What do you think, Dan? Yeah, no, I reckon at this point they've got that 40-point mark circled. Uh, so if you're sitting on 36, 37, you'll take that one point with five to play, you know, as long as you're getting closer to that mark. Yeah, especially teams like Brighton, who are playing, yeah, playing teams below them, um, such as Huddersfield. They're going to be. Yeah. I think. But I think. But both Brighton and Huddersfield would have been happy with the draw at the start of the game, and so I don't think either of them chased too hard. Then we had Bournemouth versus versus Palace. Um, yeah, I, th- I think. I think. I think Bournemouth would have gone yep as long as Palace don't catch us, and they end up having the draw. Yeah. West Brom versus Swansea. Now that's that's an interesting. Obviously, West Brom are actually going for it, but but Swansea is probably going to be quite happy to. Uh... Well, I, I don't know about this one actually. But will Swansea see it as a missed opportunity to actually, yeah, get a win? They would. You know, they were away though. West Brom are pretty much all but done though. If you think about it, let's be honest. They got five games to go, ten points to gain. So the draw for them definitely, definitely hurt them badly. Swansea, I think we're happy for it. I think they're just trying to stay safe. I don't think Swansea would have been happy with that result when you consider who their fixtures are still coming. I mean, that, to me, they would have cancelled that West Brom game and probably the next one, Southampton, for given, you know, four to six points, considering they then have to play Everton, City and Chelsea. So, I don't know. I think they would have looked at this as a big slip up on their part against the shit West Brom team. And if you look at the teams in the bottom, in the bottom, you know, 
from 14 down to 20. Huddersfield and Stoke are the ones with a terrible goal difference. Otherwise, the rest are all sitting on pretty much the same, negative 18 and negative 19. So, yeah, it's Huddersfield and, and Stoke City that would have to would, would be the teams that would need the three points more than the one because they couldn't rely on the goal difference because Huddersfield are, not, are minus 28 and Stoke are minus 33, where the rest are negative 19 and negative 18. Brighton got the best at negative 14. So, yeah, it's a good point. I, I, I always, some teams can't settle for the point. They, yeah. they have to go for the three. And especially if Huddersfield got Southampton, sorry, if Swansea have got Southampton coming up again, yeah. that's going to be a critical game, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the, the, uh, Teams that have struggled to score, Swansea, Huddersfield and Southampton, they, they're the lowest scorers in the league. Uh, Swansea and Huddersfield got 26 goals, Southampton uh, by 31. So, you know, they, they're leaking goals, but they can't score on the other end too. So, I don't know. It's, it's going to be tough for Southampton to get out of that bottom three. I liked your point about goal difference, Jared. Uh, I always... When you're trying to shuffle these teams around and figure out who's better and who's worse, I always find goal difference a trusty indicator as to where a team really is. Because a team can get a few lucky draws, a few lucky wins, but but their, their entire quality of their season is normally shown by their, their goal difference. And, and yet, if we see Huddersfield negative 28 and the rest are negative 19 and 18 all around them until you get down to Stoke and West Brom, then... That's probably an indicator to me too that they're they're possibly the the third worst team, and yeah. team, and, the, and Crystal Palace and Southampton have probably just not quite got the results, even though their quality of football has probably been a bit better than seventeenth and eighteenth, which is why I tip Huddersfield to to go down. One of the reasons, but they yeah, do have a reasonable draw. Struggle to score too. Yeah, also, they only scored twenty six Huddersfield, so yeah, and they conceded fifty four. You know, these teams if they're not going to defend well then that's going to need someone to to score to keep them up. They're not going to build a... Uh, you know, they're not going to stand big by defending well. Then they're going to need someone to at least put goals in on the, on the other end. I mean, Stoke City conceded 63 goals. Yeah, that's crazy. The code, yeah. <laughs> oh. so, yes, they, they were typically the team that, historically hard to beat away from home or at home. One conceded 63 goals this season, which is the most in the league. Yeah, well, I, th- to be I think fair, though, back in the day when they were when they were known for their defence and that, they were also under Tony Pulis, and he had also developed a certain. You know, they were they were the roughest team in the league. They were old school as anything. They were going into tackles extremely hard. They had Rory Delap who would just bomb throw-ins from the halfway line like they were free kicks. They had a certain method that they were using, and they, they, it worked. And then the very next season, suddenly every team had at least four players who could bomb throws from halfway line, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean then. So then they didn't really adapt, you know. They 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 came up with a great tactic that worked for them. And everyone adapted to it. It's just like last season with Chelsea, where Conte played three at the back, or the five, or the five, you know, the three with the two wing backs. Where as soon as he changed that uh, halfway through the Arsenal game. The season came right, and then everyone else started using it. Now look at us. Now we don't know what to do. So it's adapt or die, really. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's, with Swansea, with Stoke, they you know, went from Pulis to use, and now he's at Southampton, and he's doing the same thing there. So It's also for these clubs, you know. You, 
you, if you're going to get a manager that's just because he's British, then you know you must pay the price. Yeah, cool. Okay, Europa League. Who saw Arsenal versus CSKA what? Moscow? What league? What the hell league? is the Europa League? Well, I just thought you're, you're talking about, you're soapboxing about Messi and how good he is. And I just think if he had have scored the goal that Aaron Ramsey scored against Moscow, this would be going around the world viral and we would be talking about it all show. What a player Aaron Ramsey is, blah, blah, blah. Did any of you actually see it? Yeah, mate, no. but if, mate, if Pogba scored, scored a banger in a five-a-side game the other week, mate. <laughs> if, if Pogba had scored uh, Oxlade-Chamberlain's goal, exactly. you would have had 15 hairstyles. <laughs> but I, but I, I did see the Ramsey goal. It was, it was cheeky. <laughs> yeah, he had a pretty good first 30 minutes. Um, he's two goals and an assist in the first 30. And, and so my boy Rambo... And I just want to say that if, if I was a listener listening to this podcast, I'd, I'd know who to listen to in their predictions so far. And, You'd and be would, an idiot. And, 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 that, and that would be me. We do have what? About, what? about 10 listeners, so I don't know, don't know what, what you're talking about. We've got 10 regulars. Uh, yeah. Well, ten, you're, not, you're not only called out Aaron Ramsey out, you also called John Shelby, and didn't he do something this weekend? Oh, tell me, Con, what did he do? Well, I'll try and go yet again. Scored a goal. <laughs> <laughs> you, you could have embellished it a little bit. Tell me, what sort of wonderful <laughs> goal did John Joe Shelby, my boy John Joe? Is he oh, in the England John squad Joe. yet? Who have they got to get rid of to get him in? Livermore? Gordon, Henderson? That's it. <laughs> You're going to upset Jared any minute, mate. Oh, uh, I'll, I'll let you guys watch the... Football through your bunkers. <laughs> <laughs> Who bought you the Henderson shirt that you are so so desperate not to let go? <laughs> he touched my phone, so we had, oh, we had, a, we had a special thing. <laughs> oh, makes sense now, guys. I remember the picture that Jared took with Jordan Henderson in America. Oh, that's, that's oh, why. That's cute. Yeah, it all makes sense. I'll take. I took a picture with Nancy in the background the other day. Because we're. Hey, mate, I just, I just, I just hope on Tuesday night we're not going to miss him because he's not playing. So. I highly doubt you'll miss him. In we'll fact, miss him like a sore tooth, mate. Don't worry. Uh, yeah, another cake. Oh, shots fired! Oh. Trouble in paradise. Oh, <laughs> dissension amongst the ranks. <laughs> okay, we we just mentioned Messi. So I think it's a time for the answers to uh, what the football trivia. Okay, Dan, just going to quickly Google it. Now, Dan, we get a lot of the fun of this segment from you trying to remember the question that you actually asked at the start of the show. (laughs) Would you like to repeat the question for us? Um, no. <laughs> okay. How many hat-tricks has Messi scored? Dibs and I were fortunate to witness one of them the other night. We're in Spain. I don't know if we mentioned that. Are you including uh, that one, or was it before last night? No, including that one, of course. That's well, that one's his best one that he's ever scored, ever, in any shirt, ever. Exactly. <laughs> 
in any shirt. He was just he was just yelling earlier that he's only played for one team. Now he's saying any shirt. Well, Daniel's question's always big. Typical Chelsea supporter, Jazz. Going on about nothing. Except oh. for, for Barcelona. In official competition. Uh, okay. That's what I, I, I know the answer to this one. Oh, well done, Google. 61. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> okay, Jared. Oh, well. Anyone else? Uh, 53. Well, hold on, you go one lower than me and you call me an idiot. <laughs> Pat, you having a go? Uh, 39. Oh, Patrick, you know what? I'm wrong. The one he scored the other night was his 50th. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I'd, I knew I'd be one out. I knew I'd be one out. <laughs> I'm still unbeaten. Oh, that was close. <laughs> still unbeaten. Yeah, so he's got 40 hat-tricks for Barcelona. Dibs and I saw the 40th. Yeah, it was the 40th one in Barcelona and Spain at the Camp Nou. Yeah. Uh, which, in the history of Spanish football, he's the second... Because of course CR forty CR twenty seven. What is he? What? You what? <laughs> that other forty. That other Cristiano chap's got forty four. Is that the most? Is that the most hat tricks ever by a player? Like cross anything? No, no, I don't know. Cross, cross you, anything? You, no, you could get those arbitrary leagues. It might be a guy who's played in the Mexican league for like yeah twenty two years. No, trust me. I, I watch the Mexican league and they hardly ever score. No one scored hat tricks in the league. Okay, fair enough. Let me change that. The Yugoslavian league back in the day. Maybe Kazakhstan league or something. Yeah. But but seriously, lads, the opportunity to watch Messi. No, you know, when, you watch it, when you watch it off screen, you don't get to see his movement off the ball and the type. Of, yeah, it's 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 incredible. The guy is playing a different game. Never seen someone walk so much and do so much. I was going to say, Dibs, Dibs. One of my one of my mates went and watched him, and he said, "You won't believe the amount of walking that Messi does." But when it, when he comes to life, it's just Should I it's asked crazy a, I to asked see. A, I asked question, Con, and I got murdered. Said, "What does he do most during the game?" And I got absolutely hammered for that. Remember that? Don't, well, to remember be that fair, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. To be fair, when we, when, you know, his first goal was a free kick, and that was honestly it was a good free kick. His second goal was the one that impressed me the most because we literally watched him walking, walking, walking. Then he received the ball, hit a pass, and then about two seconds later, he's put the ball in the back of the net. And I even said to Dan, oh my word, I can't believe Luis Suarez has scored because I could not actually fathom the idea that Lionel Messi had gotten from one point to the other in such a short space of time. It was how deep does he come? How deep does he come to get the ball? Is he quite? Does he go? Does he go? He, quite he far does. Back? He, he tracks quite quite back. I'd say halfway, like a bit further as well. Yeah. And does he go quite wide, narrow, or all over the? He place? changes up. He first started the, in the in the Leganes game. He started central, and then um, Dembele on the right was making blistering runs. So they started uh, tracking Dembele a bit more. So then he just switched with him, and then he went wide, and Dembele came central. So he mixes it up. I can imagine his footwork must be amazing, his one-touch and his control. Yeah, he runs, he takes such short steps as well. You know, and he's so I can, quick I can, too. I can understand that being an athlete myself, 
uh, is that he takes his, his steps are like half a meter long and he literally just paces them through and the balls are still at his feet. It's amazing. We saw we saw he was fouled at one stage. He had the ball, he was breaking away, and the defender he got past the defender, the defender gripped onto his shirt and tried to pull him down as best he could. But Messi carried on running. The crowd's going crazy, calling for foul. And Messi was not stopping running. Eventually, the defender climbed onto his back and tried to drag him down. Messi would not stop running until he was literally lying down. And then he decided, maybe I should stop pumping my legs. Then he got the foul eventually. Yeah. So this work rate and also the amount of work he doesn't do, uh, the contrast is insane. Yeah, I, had a friend, I had a friend who watched him in the Copa America when they played America. And he said yeah. that... It's unbelievable how far, how much work he does, how far he comes to get the ball, and just how quick he balls his feet. And is, you must, if you ever get the chance, just look at his head and look at his eyes. Like they're constantly moving. He's never watching one space, like one area at once. Yeah. The only you guys are very lucky to watch him. Figure out where it is. Where was that, Con? I start say you guys were very lucky to watch him live. He's an exceptional. Exceptional player. Oh, yeah. I'd love to see him live. Yeah. Would you guys like to tell us a bit about your arriving at the new camp and going into it and the atmosphere? Yeah, absolute uh, fantastic experience. Um, you know, no problems at all with finding your seating. People very helpful and friendly. We actually had, you know, we've, we've brought two teams down to it in Spain, but they were also coming. But we, aren't, we weren't all sitting uh, in, in the same area in the stadium, but there were no problems with that. Um, yeah, generally, you know, very friendly people, um, a great, a great football culture. Yeah, you don't you don't quite fathom the size of uh, the new camp until you're sitting in it as well. Hundred thousand people sounds like a lot, but it really is a lot when you actually are able to see it. Yeah. Can I can I ask you guys a question? I went to the new six months ago, but I didn't get to actually watch a game. But what I looked at the stadium was that because it's set up almost like a coliseum, it didn't matter where you, where you actually sit. You feel like you're pretty much on top of the field. Is that how it was for your yeah, seats? It's, or? Yeah, it's, we, we were fortunately quite low down, but the enormity and the, and the sort of of the stadium does strike you when you see it filling up. Yeah, it's 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 just something it's just something to behold. It just yeah, it's it's a daunting it's a daunting stadium. Yeah, we were lucky to be about we must have been about four or five rows off the pitch. So I kid you not, if he was taking a corner and he dropped a fart, we definitely would have spotted. It. Messi does not fight. Fart did I? <laughs> I mean, I mean, besides Messi, what 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 was it like seeing? You? Did did Iniesta play? Yeah, he came off the bench and the yeah. crowd went mental. It was amazing. Even yeah. when he came to warm up, because they warmed up right in front of us. Uh, the crowd went crazy. That, and that, was, that was for me. I just said the cherry on top is if we get to see Iniesta, you know, the conductor. I, I tweeted, I said, we got to saw a hat-trick from the magician, Messi. And to top it off, we got to see the conductor, Iniesta, make one of his, I'm sure it's one of his final appearances for, for Barcelona. So that just... Yeah, that just how, how long? How long did he play for? I think 10, it was the 15, final ten, ten, 10 or so minutes. minutes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the legs, the legs are not there, but you know, I always say the legs can go, but the touch never does. Yeah. yeah. And his yeah. brain is probably as far ahead That's of anyone else as it can be. Yeah. To see, so to see that, 
Yeah, that was fantastic. It was amazing. Another thing that we that we in the warm up, Messi was taking a, fruit, a few kicks, but we also noticed that um, Messi and Suarez did their own thing in the warm ups. They did the stretches, but then when everyone else was doing dynamic stretches, they went off to the side and just passed to each other. They were doing a thing, and then they they lined up free kicks. I think it was Messi, Suarez, and Coutinho were lining free kicks up. And I've actually got a video of Messi taking a free kick in almost the exact same position that he scored at, uh, scored from during the game. Yeah. And it's just amazing to see the, the pinpoint accuracy he's got. He was making Testagen look like a mug. Like a Sunday league keeper, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's yeah, always interesting what they, what they do at the start of a game, isn't it? Uh, why do you think Suarez and Messi went off together? Was that just because they... They want to get the synergy together and start working together before the game? Or? Yeah, I think so. They just played a bit of one touch. And, you know. I don't know. I think it was more like a make-a-wish thing from Messi. I think he was trying to help Suarez out. <laughs> but I, I know the South Americans, do. they do have different warm-ups to everyone else. I have... Uh, I've they, were just, they were just hitting balls to each other. Just, just I've, I've met a few... A, a lot of them do it for superstitious reasons. Probably do that every game. And a lot of them are superstitious. So, because uh, I had a Uruguayan and I had a Uruguayan in my team, and he he would do the same warm up every before every game, and it was different to the team. And he said it was just a superstition that he had, and he says they all like that. So I, it might be a South American superstition where you've got to do the same thing every game. So South I could, American I could, teams, I, all, all eleven guys do their own thing. Sure. <laughs> uh, I mean, if we can give you one pro tip about being at the no camp, just do not get. It's called the, what is it called? The Bottega. Don't have the sausage. Don't have the sausage. <laughs> it is horrendous. We made one mistake. Okay, thank, thanks guys. We will catch you all next week on What the Football. Enjoy your week. Ciao. See you guys. Adios. Bye. And make sure you subscribe to us at WT underscore football. That's at WT underscore football, obviously on Twitter. See you next week.